0: Hello, folks. You are listening to Rewriting Our Future, A Mind Control Exodus with me, Paul Henning. Join us on our journey as we explore and actively work to deprogram ourselves from the forces in the world that socially engineer our lives. Are the politicians, doctors, scientific experts, and news anchors telling us the truth? Is school, pop culture, social media, and television programming supporting the development of our highest consciousness, healthiest bodies? most sovereign selves? The more we research and listen to our intuition, the more we find that this answer is a loud and resounding no. And so, we are rewriting our future to opt out of the mind control these forces tirelessly aim to manipulate and coerce us with. Welcome to the show, where we are all figuring this out together. What's up, y'all? I am really excited to introduce today's episode. My guest today is Scott Armstrong from Rebunk.News. Scott is really busy, so I'm really grateful that he uh, took the time to talk to me today and sit down for this hour. Scott's been a friend of mine for a few years now, and I'm really excited to have him on and introduce him to y'all and to take the time to talk to him myself because he is such a positive example of leveling up in all the ways that we have to level up in the different categories of life as we continue to pursue living in alignment with our values and speaking truth. Um, And so some of these things include sobriety and taking care of our health, which Scott dives into that in depth and helps me understand some ways that I might be still fooling myself. Um, The other thing is Scott has managed to unslave himself from a wage job and a typical employer. And now he works for himself and with people in his community that, um, are throughout values that he aligned with, whether it's through helping other people produce their shows or through doing, uh, like handyman work throughout his community. And lastly, we talk about creativity and the importance of staying creative and not just like grinding all the time for the sake of, you know, uh, all that. So, um, it was a really great conversation. I'm really grateful for it. I think you guys will enjoy it. Thanks. All right. Hello everyone. Um, it's my pleasure to introduce my friend, Scott Armstrong. How are you?
1: What's up, buddy? I'm doing really good, man. How are you? This is great.
0: Yeah, it's good. I see your face so much uh, like this as it is, um, and it's funny to look at the screen and see myself next to you. That's uh Crazy. That's a, a rare <laughs> thing. Um, I think I probably have like three subscribers at this point, but you know, as yeah. more and more calm, they're all going to come back and uh, want to watch my most famous guest. So, Oh, God. I'm going to... Uh, This is my introduction for Scott. All right, here we go. Scott Armstrong is a contributor and producer on The Last American Vagabond. He is a producer and co-host of the Unjected uh, live dating show slash dating app. Mm. He is, of course, the man behind Rebunk.News, where they uh, offer hope and interview an incredible amount of super powerful truth tellers in a very short amount of time. He is a self-employed handyman and podcast and web production freelancer for platforms uh, ranging from Bob down the street with his farm all the way to Autonomy with Richard Gage and uh, those guys at the University of Reason. He's an all-around supportive guy for life. And if you want to talk about quitting substance abuse, he's also the guy to reach out to. And most importantly, he's not afraid to use a bullhorn to interrupt a live... (laughs) television broadcast um i don't know if he's retired from that or not but uh thank you for your... thank you scott how'd i do
1: dude that was amazing that was like the greatest intro i've ever had that's amazing uh, well i'll send it know, to you and you can use it on your shows from now okay, on okay that's great you know i do have my bullhorn hanging on the wall right there i haven't officially retired it yet in fact i've been in several situations lately where i'm like damn i wish i had my bullhorn on me
0: mm-hmm. but
1: uh, maybe i should just keep it in my tr- car like during during the height of the whole lockdown situation, like I did keep it in my truck in case, or my car at the time, in case an opportunity presented itself. But uh, yeah, really, there was just we, we did it. We did a couple. We went down and uh, bullhorned <laughs> the University of Oregon. Um, they were doing like an Olympic trials, but they were requiring mm. like vaccine passports to get in. So we went down right. and bullhorned them, mm. and uh, then the famous incident with the guy with the. That was about to do a live news broadcast. I just stood right next to him, like, five feet away and just got him good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. You're yeah.
0: interrupting the, you know, breaking spells, breaking spells. But now, I guess, if yeah. you're not using your uh, – it's so much. You you're reach more people through all your platforms now than you could in a, with a bullhorn, I, I think, you know, depending. Yeah,
1: this is like the modern-day bullhorn, man. Like yeah. just spouting it out, getting the message For out. For sure. Have you ever seen that movie, uh, The Conspiracy? Two, no, it's, a, it's called the conspiracy. I'll write it down. 2013. It's so good, dude. It's all hmm. one of my all-time favorite movies. It's so well done, so oh. well made. Okay. But hmm. uh, it, they kind of follow a guy who's like an old-school conspiracy theorist in New York, and he like goes down <laughs> to the park with like the the A-frame billboards and a bullhorn, and it's just like the New World Order. Yeah, and uh, and then the story kind of like takes some very interesting turns after that. Hmm. Definitely recommend. Very very well done.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'll be sure to. Uh, I'll be sure to watch it. Um, yeah, well, I have lots of free time now. Catherine works nights. My wife works oh, nights, so man. Uh, so I have like time to chill here. But um, just now, I'm you know here we are. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, thanks for making time for me, Scott. I know you're hella busy, um, but I have a lot of respect for what you're doing here with the the you know not only the, the movement or whatever, but also with your personal life and the support that you give to so many of us out there. And I know it hasn't been easy. Um, so this show that I'm starting is basically for myself. And if other people watch, then that's cool. But the, the idea here is, it's called um, Rewi- Rewriting Our F- Future, I'm looking at mm. the title here getting confused, that's Rewriting Great. Our Future, A Mind Control Exodus. <clears throat> Yeah. So basically, since we met, which, you know, I met Scott um, at Squatch Fest, f- Squatch Fest, a festival yeah. in s- southern central Washington back in yep. like 2020. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole world was basically on lockdown, especially Washington and Oregon. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you had been doing Truthzilla like mm-hmm. mad, just like episode after episode. And my wife, Catherine, heard you. Well, she got put on to you through Mackenzie Wolf, who I'd like to talk to you oh, about, yeah. uh, saying what's up. If we could Dude, get I was just, her. what's
1: up? Yeah, what's up, Mackenzie? Dude, I've just been chatting with her the last couple days. Oh, and wow. Like, cool, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, And then so through Mackenzie's post, you know, Catherine found you guys on Truzilla, and then she just was like nonstop uh, listening, and then she recognized you at the festival, of course, yep, and then yeah. uh, we became friends. Um, yeah, Totally. And so since then, you know, since being introduced to you and that's where we met um, Etienne and so many other people that are are just like shifting their lives to live in accordance with the um, just in alignment with their true spirit and to what the truth is, you know. Um, And so that was like three years ago. And since then, Catherine, and I have made tons of changes um, towards the life that we hope will bring us towards more personal alignment. Um, And uh, it's just proved to be incredibly valuable every step of the way, but every step gets a little bit uh, harder in its own way. You know, it's like uh, the idea that the king at the the top of the castle or whatever, or the number one music artist, the idea that they're just up there with their feet up is like absurd. You know, it's like every, every step you go, the harder you have to, to work, to, uh, to maintain and to keep your, your vision. Um, anyway, so now, you know, I'm in a place where we've left our government jobs. We uh, we have a couple acres here. We got a dozen chickens and some gardens that we're having trouble with. And we're trying to do all that, you know. Um, and but the next step is to, I think, is for, uh, for me to find income entrepreneurially outside. I could work for big tech right now, which is not my like, I mean, I get to be home every day. I, like, chill all yeah. day at home. So that's, like, super sweet. But um, it's just next level, you know, one thing at a time. Um, another thing is I I, I just – more health stuff, you know? Yeah. There's, like, so much of this alignment is, like, you can only get so red-pilled without looking at your health. I mean, it's, yep. it's like, you know, I, I don't know any – Truthers, I don't know if that's if there's a stigma to that word. That are just like big, fat slobs. You know what I mean? Not to be like rude to anyone. Other than but, Alex Jones. Well, I was going to say even <laughs> that dude,
1: even he could probably hey, like. Hey, and I say that out of love. I got a lot of love for Alex. That's yeah, my dude. <laughs> I mean,
0: he he could probably he could get into a fist fight, I bet, and be yeah. like. Have pretty good stamina, you know. Dude, yeah, um, he's he's
1: an enigma. He's like something else. He's not yeah. in this world. Like if they say aliens are coming, I think I, Alex is extra true yeah. dude. He's something else.
0: Oh yeah, he uh, yeah. he does like hardly age too. You know, he, he gets old, dude, but yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, sounds... dude,
1: I I don't know, man. I, he's like forty seven, forty eight. He looks like he's like oh. sixty.
0: Oh, I thought he was like sixty. Yeah. never mind. No, he's like forty eight, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's wow, like, he's yeah. Yeah,
1: I know. He's 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 uh he's wearing his years very vividly (laughs) so he must have gotten started behind the camera when he was like 20 or something yeah he was young dude it's actually they have a good documentary called alex's war that came out a couple years ago or maybe last year it's a really really well done film and it really kind of shows his whole uh backstory like his childhood and like it really shows a lot of footage of him like in his 20s like on local access tv and stuff it's Hmm. a really good movie wow yeah
0: yeah that's awesome um Well, with the exception of Alex Jones uh, as an alien, I just feel like I can I see all of, you know, uh, the y'all that are out there. And I, I, you know, those of you that have been uh, making content and speaking the truth and changing your life for the better. And your health is not it just cannot be an exception. You know, like I think about I listened to your episode the other day with Kenny and you know people like that like he didn't even use money he doesn't even use banks he's like a vegan cook you know i don't necessarily get down with the vegan thing but Mm -hmm. i i dig it the whole idea you know and then of course the the real heavy hitters like derek and all them like everyone is just like fit and uh Mm -hmm. mostly sober at least you know yeah um and so that's just another obvious thing that I keep coming up against, you know. Um when when work, you know, my work is the one thing that like, we go through all these like trainings now because the company I work for is so big that it's like we have all this uh diversity shit and all this like um just yeah. so much. Like the other a year or so ago I I the my company offered a class on imposter syndrome. And I was mm. like, I work in a, you know, in like a health coaching environment. And most of the people I work with are women that were like yoga teachers before the pandemic. And so I'm like, really like the odd man out, you know? And so I was like, well, I'm going to do an, uh, an, impos- an imposter syndrome course to help me become more confident in my place at work, even though I don't really like fit in here. And you know what the fucking thing said? It said that the reason we all have imposter syndrome is because we are not uh, straight, white, thin, tall men. It was speaking to everyone as if it was like a collective you. And I was there and I was like, I'm a thin, tall, straight, straight white man. And I took this course and it had nothing to do with being like you were trained how to be a health coach. You're empathetic. You're smart. You're doing good work. You should be confident because you are a strong, confident, wise coach. No, it said you need to um, consider... That the only reason you're you have imposter syndrome is because you're not a straight white man, and so oh as my soon as you, God. and so That's you know so crazy for the first time in my life I swear, I was almost I almost became a sexist racist yeah. because I was like you know what they're fucking right I shouldn't yeah. have imposter syndrome I'm a straight yeah. white man
1: yeah
0: and my chest puffed up and I was like <laughs> wait a minute this is. This is not even the opposite of maybe the intent of all that. Maybe this is the intent.
1: Maybe it is the intent to create to others, to divide and conquer, to create, to put such a, to, to demonize. You know, you notice that's the thing. It's like they're just trying to demonize, and I'll, this might sound awful. I mean, God, okay, but anyway... They're trying to demonize all that is, like, good, righteous, and everything in the world. They've completely inverted everything, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, all white men are good and righteous. I hate white people more than anybody, dude. These white liberals out there, dude, there's nothing in the world more excruciating than that shit, dude. Like, these, well, like, the screeching liberals. I, I, right, I make right. a distinction. Re, re and all uh, yeah, that, yeah. I make a distinction because there are some sure. good liberals out there, dude. I've, I've met some here in Nashville. It's like the thing in that with Nashville, I say it all the time, but, like, it's funny because they just kind of know their place around here. They know they're in the South. Like, there's right. a big bank of confederate flags right next to where i drive home every day it's like they kind of know their place they're not as insane out here yeah but it's like the ones i'm used to from back in oregon yes but anyway the whole idea of just in demonizing everything that is that is good and 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 propping up and making virtuous everything that's like demonic and dark and satanic and all this Mm -hmm. shit so it's like but but again that just goes to the divide and conquer you know i don't know they see threats and so they try to like push that off to the side, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. Maybe that's not the best way to characterize that. Well, but I like- mean, what I
0: saw was that like, so the company, the, the diversity training at the super, you know, hip company I worked for almost made me like feel like racist for the, like the first time in my life. Yeah. And I imagine the women and the people of color that maybe watched that would have those feelings amplified themselves. And so I'm like, what yeah. a strange environment, you know? And so yeah. I, now, you know, where a couple of years ago I would have been able to shrug these things off and these like these, um, these certain, you know, like the, the the CEO of the company I work for, they went to Davos, they li- literally were in with the great reset, like, you know, and so wow. I'm like, and these people pay my bills, right. And, uh, yeah. and then, okay, so that I can't ignore it anymore. And what's happening more and more now is my, uh, my sobriety through, uh, you know, the booze that i drink and the weed that i smoke that and my health in general are um, you are you
1: doing the sobriety thing these days n- i mean we okay. we try off and on yeah, but for yeah, the most yeah. part
0: no it, it goes a okay, couple okay. days at a time you know um, i feel yeah
1: hey you know it's 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 all right you know yeah, what I mean? like, it, as long I mean, as it's not destroying your life like no, I, I there's people that can handle it there's some people that can't you know what i mean yeah. and i got to the point in my life where i was non-functional. i was like a feral animal dude couldn't could not <laughs> function so
0: yeah Well, you know, what's funny is like the same amount of uh, because we've been, you know, Catherine and I have been more uh, aware and aligned with what we hope is the real answer to how to live. Um, Like, say back in the day, if we would have had like a bunch, let's say we would have gotten like all tore up on tequila or something. Yeah. And the next day we would have felt off balance. And it's like we're kind of ashamed of ourselves. And and it's. But now that same feeling comes with way less uh, substance abuse because our tolerance for bullshit is getting um, lower. So we're like, I can feel myself uh, on so many cusps of a level up, you know, um, that I I know that I I need to uh, I need to do. And that's part of what this show is, is just to talk to people and just to be like. This is my own like self-help journey. Like I'm trying yeah. to rewrite the future and I can see where I could be, but I don't know exactly what's the, how I'm going to get there. But I know that the stakes are like, literally, it's the most important work of Absolutely. my life. Um, and it's so great to have examples like you and other people who just go out there and you're like, you, um, you make your living in and you're, health and your lifestyle within the realms of your values mm, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. um and so yeah you're uh yeah and i'm sure you have a lot of ways that you're trying to level up uh all the time definitely
1: definitely yeah, yeah. all um, kinds of it man i mean just from like just a couple things like right now and uh from like a strictly health standpoint um you know, we've already touched on this. I'm coming up on seven years clean and sober here in December. Wow, congratulations! Uh, so I got six Amazing. and a half years. Just hit like six and a half years today, I think. No, yesterday was six mm. and a half years. So, um, but anyway, one of the few things that have been lingering for me over the last few years has been like energy drinks. Mm. I always like had myself convinced that like I needed 600 milligrams of caffeine in the form of like energy drinks, and and I was rationalized. like I'm drinking Bangs right they're like it's clear it's not like green you know what i mean like the other Mm. sugary ones there's no sugar there's like amino acids in it. it's totally Mm. healthy it's totally fine right yeah the kids
0: drink it all day long yeah
1: yeah, exactly so i've I've been like you know two two of those a day for five years you know easily i wake up in the morning i can't Mm. function without one Mm. you know and uh for the just you know like you're talking about as you get further along in this truth journey you understand like the food industry and you start to understand things about like how they lie and hide ingredients and all these things and they want you addicted to this stuff like you feel like you know they're you feel like you're targeted and it's like it's hard to separate from that stuff and so I uh I've been always in the back of my mind always been like yeah man I really need to get rid of this caffeine or maybe switch to coffee but I don't I don't have enough time in the morning to make coffee so it's energy drinks and it's like all the things you tell yourself right and it finally got to a point where I was just like, man, I really want to try something different. And it's like so much money. They jacked the price way up on them. And I'm just mm. like, this is just stupid, man. And so
0: yeah,
1: um, a couple weekends ago, it was like a Friday going into a Saturday, uh, did a 24... 24- oh, and then vaping, too. So vaping is like... I, mm. I quit smoking in 2018. I've had a few cigarettes here and there mm. ever since 2018, but um you know i was doing like you know i was like one of those pack a day guys there for a while and mm-hmm. i started when i was 16 smoking cigarettes and then it was pretty much off and on got really heavy like when i was like in my full-blown addiction and then uh and then i picked it right back up you know pretty heavy back in 2016 and now from 2016 to 2018 i uh you know did it pretty hard and then i quit that and switched to vaping and then i quit vaping in may or march of 2021 and that got me up until just this last Christmas, and then I started again. And I've kind of been on again, off again with that. Mm-hmm. I'm currently on with that. But I was going to say, so the the caffeine, though, a couple weekends ago, I did a 24-hour fast. And hmm. uh, it was like the first time I'd actually done a 24-hour fast, which felt really good. But at the same time, I no nicotine, no caffeine. And I just, like, chugged a bunch of water and got through it. I had, like, massive yeah. headaches all day long, and I finally detoxed. And then, the yeah, the detoxed off the caffeine, and I've been off caffeine for almost two weeks now, completely. And, uh Yeah, dude, it's, that's a huge thing. And it was weird, though, because the few days afterwards, like, my legs were, like, completely sore, like, as if I felt like mm. I had, like, blood clots or something, dude. I was weird. like, God, am I getting blood? I felt, and then I was, like, pointed out to me, that's probably, like, the detox off of, like, the whatever's in the energy drinks, you know what I mean? Wow. It was crazy. So... So yeah, man. So and then I, well, I did go a little bit without the vaping, and then I was on a job the other day with some buddies, and they were all vaping. I'm like, "Give me that shit," and I'm like, "It's hard not to." on it, and him, yeah. then I went and bought one after work. And so, <laughs> but yeah, dude. And then the other big thing too is I'm doing this like uh, so I'm, I'm, I've got a gal now. I don't know if I told you guys. Oh man, yeah, that's it. awesome! Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Wow, that's great, man. And, and she's been very supportive, and, and she's she's very health conscious too. And she's done this uh, program called Wild Fit in the past, which is like just uh, basically, uh, just, just like it's not like a diet. It's more like a like kind of reprogramming how you, your relationship with food and how you like, and obviously, gearing towards eating more healthy, right? And so it's like an incremental phase thing, where the first few weeks they introduce new, better foods, which was primarily like fruit and veggie shakes. Hmm. Like so, I'm making like gigantic containers like this big full yeah. of those fruits and veggies every morning, just pounding that first thing in the morning, dude. And between that, like that gives me all the energy I need all day, man. Like it's crazy. Wow, that whole foods. Yeah, yeah, dude, whole food, all organic, like fruit and veggies, like it's just intense. Mm. They're really, really good. But then this week was the first uh, elimination where they're eliminating stuff. And the first thing that, that went was refined sugar mm. in all its forms, which is now, this was a big red pill for me because they had this PDF that listed 65 different ways the, the food industry like the different names that they have that's actually refined sugar mm. like uh, like a modified cornstarch or like dextrose mm. like all these things that they, they kind of hide yeah. whether or not it's like not actually sugar sugar it like metabolizes in your body as glucose or, or it becomes sugar once your body mm. digests it right mm-hmm. So so we've eliminated every single thing out of the diet except for fruit so the fruit is kind of like the buffer to get you going It's eventually going to be like eliminating all that from what I gather, but um, (laughs) like no refined sugar. Like I'm done with sugar, I guess. Like, and I'm like, I am strict as shit about it. So I like all the stuff I really like my sriracha sauce. Oh my God! my sriracha sauce, it's one of the greatest of sugar. So I'm like done with that. Oh no. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done with that. And then like the, the little keto tortillas I was using, it has like modified cornstarch. So can't eat those anymore. And that's that's like, that was like my main, my main thing I was going off of. So it's basically just down to like whole foods, fruit, veggies, meat, and eventually probably just like veggies and meat, man, which is fine with me. That's mostly what I eat anyway. But anyway, so yeah, Hmm. I'm on a huge health push right now. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That,
0: that is incredible. Um, it's just, it's just part of it, you know. It's like you, right? When I, I feel like, at some point, it would be like, well, I'm done now. But it's like, no, you're, you're always. There's always more to strive for, and it, it's, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it, since I've been on this, um, since I, my head was like cracked open, and I'm like mm-hmm. more awake now than I was years ago. Um, there's just an infinite amount of things, you know, like the guy with the glasses you know it's just everywhere yeah. everywhere i go yeah. now like nothing is the same um mm-hmm. movies are nothing movies aren't the same food isn't the same restaurants aren't the same media, nothing is the same um and so it's just like man it's like a never ending thing because then you know the next thing that we talk about is it becomes intergenerational and yeah. so it's like what's next you know so how do i have to live to consider how the next couple generations are going to go you know like yeah. that's a pretty serious consideration yeah. um and i uh and it's just it's sometimes it can get really overwhelming you know but something i wanted to ask you like yeah there so many of us believe and feel in earnest that the substances that make us feel better let's just stick with the two basic ones smoking weed and Mm -hmm. drinking and i guess even Mm -hmm. cigarettes that those are um those are essential to our our creative process or tapping into like Um, certain areas or not only just like getting the conversation going when you're with friends, but like, that some of us believe, and I don't know if I don't believe this myself yet, that those things actually do help us achieve levels of creativity and expression that we wouldn't be able to achieve sober. Mm -hmm. And it
1: do you think is that just all bullshit? Well, that's a very, very good question. So I know that there are different uh, realms, I guess you could say, or however you want to describe it, that are accessible through, like, hallucinogenic drugs, for example. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, uh, I mean, there's no doubt. I can't just, like, sit here completely clean and sober and, like, visualize a mushroom trip. Like, I've done a lot of mushrooms. I've done a little acid. And, it's like I've been to those places. I've been about as far as you can go, like, with mushrooms in particular. Like, I've interfaced with, like, the universe and God, you know what I mean? Like, and it was like everything, everything everywhere. And it's like feeling, it's like a feeling that you have Mm, mm -hmm. that's like, you can't, I mean, you know, I I would say that maybe through like a strong spiritual practice, you could tap into something like that, but just such a visceral, in your face, immediate transformation, you know, that's something very Mm -hmm. unique to those substances. And it's like, it's almost like, you know, in a way I'm grateful for those experiences. I mean, I am, you know, I, I really understand things in a different way. You know, and this is coming from a guy who is sober and I've dedicated a big portion of my life to like, you know, help people not rely on substances. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I am grateful for those. Exp- I'd be lying if I said I wasn't grateful for those experiences that I had mm-hmm. before. Um, but in terms of like weed and alcohol, like I think weed, what it does is it gives us like a, a sense of awe. It kind of dumbs us down. So we're just mundane mm-hmm. things seem spectacular and amazing. You know, mm. So I think it's kind of a game that gets played on us where it's like, you know, mm. I could be watching like cartoons and yeah, it's hilarious and awesome, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's not the cartoon mm. itself. That's like amazing. It's just like my perception of it. And a lot of times, like, I feel like maybe some of the I- yeah. ideas are just amazing because we've been dumbed down by it. And then like with alcohol, like the idea of like the social lubrication, like being able to go out and have more confidence in social interactions and, you know, your inhibitions get lowered. But for me personally, like I've done so much like work on myself where it's like I have like more natural self-confidence now. Like I right. don't mind getting on a stage in front of a bunch of people, whether it's like music or speaking or, yeah. you know, I could bullhorn people. Like I have so much more confidence now or just going up and talking to people than I ever did. Because mm-hmm. when I was in the depths of the alcohol addiction, like I'm just like a shell, like I'm just barely like I'm fear. It's all driven by fear. My mm-hmm. My use was all... Driven by a million different forms of fear, self-deception, um, and so, you know, coming off of that and just doing the internal work and finding where I'm at today, it's like I, I feel like I'm I'm way more confident than I ever would have been, with any amount of alcohol, and at the, and and at the same time, it like it it, it d, it inhibits you in the negative direction, like it forces, like it ch- puts you in a position where you're making bad choices, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like without exception, it's like, it's part of yeah. the, it's part of the deal. And, uh, and then also the big thing for me is the motivation, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm, if I'm getting high or getting loaded, you know, then that's, that's diminishing my ability to function at maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be able to do 10% of what I'm doing today. If I was like loaded, or I mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to achieve 10% of what I've achieved if I was loaded. I firmly believe yeah. that, you know? Yeah. That.
0: It makes so much sense. You know, it's like, yeah, the the point about the weed is interesting because it's not like my ideas get better. It's just that I think that my crappy or okay ideas are better, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and that I can see because that's just like the this cliche of every stoner. They're just like, and then the alcohol one, you know, it's I think it's that's a good point to make as well that the uh, just your efficiency in general Mm -hmm. is reduced by the toll that it takes on your energy and your health and your. Just sleep. I ju- you can't even just, like, sleep Yeah. Well, if you, want,
1: if you want if you want maximum efficiency, then just start smoking meth, dude. And you can just <laughs> yeah, stay right. up for weeks. You and you can get a lot done. of shit done. You can get a lot of yeah. shit done. Or you can get one thing done for a very long time that actually okay. <laughs> yeah. You can take apart, like, ten bikes and then try to, like, put together a super bike. You can disassemble mm-hmm. ten bikes, grab the pieces together, and try to build, like, a super bike. But, wow, then, so, yeah. but then it never gets done. And now you have, like, ten broken bikes in your living room. Right. Like I've had that experience. (laughs) Maybe, maybe they
0: belong to other people previously. (laughs) I don't know. Probably
1: there's a good chance. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I think a lot of it is a, is, it's kind of an illusion, man. It's kind of an illusion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a good reminder. We, uh, yeah, we struggle with it now. And like I was saying before, I mean, you just can't walk down the path of Mm -hmm. truth and enlightenment without, um, getting more and more sensitive to this, you know? And, uh,
1: so I see. I see it in my people's life around me too. Like I have friends who, you know, they're they're clean and sober, except they smoke weed, right? And it's like mm-hmm. they they rationalize it, but I could see there's like dysfunction. Like like they smoke a lot of weed, and it's like I can see the dysfunction, and it's like it's an, it's very apparent in like their their daily life. Like you mm-hmm. know, it's like they don't show up to things. They don't respond to text messages they don't call you back it's like they just they're always late Mm -hmm. or they're canceling on you it's like what in the hell and i know this is like it's like sometimes it's like a serious thing you know it's like what the Mm -hmm. hell dude so anyway it's like and it just is what it is um i'm not judging i was that person you know for a long time so it's no Mm -hmm. judgment but uh but i don't know man i just don't have any room in my life for it
0: yeah i mean and you can see it from the other side once you're like there where you like because you know you're a good example of like i was mentioning you and some of the other people that just do so much. I mean, so much writing, so much content, so much health, so much networking, so many uh, engagements with other people. And uh, it's, you know, it's not like everyone is just getting wasted. You know, there's a couple of I've collected a few um, analogies or metaphors or whatever for sobriety over the years that really I thought were hilarious. But one time um, somebody told me somebody who was like hardly ever sober, they were like uh, being sober is like going through a car wash with no car.
1: Um, and uh well, i and, mean there's there's something to that there's absolutely something yeah. to that and, and I, i'll yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead go ahead though go, go ahead go ahead. ahead um and then what?
0: the other the uh the other one is oh someone called it just raw dog in life and was like, i was like i can't life. do that i can't yep. just raw dog life. um
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, i've been in that situation where it's like i remember like being like i was going to like community college like in my late 20s you know because i failed out of actual college because i was drinking too much and so i was like i got a little bit of like i'll go try it again but i was like day drinking like drinking before i went to class right because i felt that way i felt like i needed alcohol in order to function in the world at all mm-hmm. and i remember like a very vivid situation like being in an elevator like taking an elevator up to like a fourth floor in one of the buildings on campus and being in an elevator full of people and i'm like looking around i'm like these motherfuckers they all have to be drunk they they all have to be drunk. I mean, there's no way you could do this sober. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like I was convinced that everybody was loaded in the mm-hmm. world because I, did, I didn't understand how a person could do it not loaded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm looking at this elevator. I'm like, all these motherfuckers are drunk too. I bet. Like Jesus. Like nobody's doing this thing sober. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They're not all just raw dog in life. I could totally get that. <laughs> and then the other thing about the um, the person in the car wash without a car. You know, I, I, there's a point to that because. You know, <clears throat> once you eliminate the substances out of your life completely, and you don't replace it with something, then you're totally screwed. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. for me. That's where like an actual recovery program has been a huge help for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's because it's like in, in recovery we actually say there's like a, well they call it a god-sized hole in your body that's that's there. Mm-hmm. That's that because like like the substances. Like in, in 12 step or whatever, we talk a lot about like a higher power, right? And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily God, like the Christian sure, God. Sure. It's not Christianity. It's like like something larger than you, something larger than your addiction is what it is. It's like you need something bigger than your addiction to replace it with. And the idea of the higher power is like, you know, if I'm, because I sponsor a lot, of I have sponsored a lot of guys, I've got a couple of guys I sponsor out here in Tennessee now. But like, <laughs> that's a big thing that people have a tough time with in the beginning is the idea of the higher power, right? Because, obviously, you're coming off the streets and you're like, no, God would ever do this to me. They're very, like, atheistic and just, Mm -hmm. like, you know, have resentments towards whatever. Whenever the word higher power comes up, it's like, fuck that, you know. But, like, you know, I I describe it like this. It's like, if you think about it, you know, what is your definition of a higher power? It's something that, then, what was your drug of choice? You woke up every single day. That was the first thing you thought about. Every single action, every single thought that you did throughout the day was in service to that drug that was like all of your actions all your Mm -hmm. deception the crimes you committed like everything you did was in pursuit of that one drug and that feeling i would say now i argue that's kind of a higher power you're bowing down before Mm -hmm. that higher power and then all of a sudden that gets removed Mm -hmm. and so the person raw dogging on the car wash is a person we call it white knuckling you're just Mm -hmm. white knuckling life if you're not involved in some sort of recovery to gain some insight into why the hell you're behaving that way in the first place right because it's like you know it's not even the drugs or the alcohol itself that's the problem it's you it's something inside of you that's that's really the problem so we have to get down and figure out what that is and you know i think Mm -hmm. that you know the 12 steps not for everybody you know i'm not even saying it's the only way at all but you know they have a protocol that kind of goes in and kind of picks apart all different things that maybe led you to that point in the first place. And it's very, very healing. And I have found mm-hmm. a lot of benefit to it personally. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. That, that's all it is. It's like, it's like, yes, I wouldn't suggest anybody just stop drinking and not do any like inner work at all. You know, whatever mm-hmm. that inner work looks like, whether it's like just exercise or, or just like seek counseling or just whatever, man. Like there's, it has to be something that you can go in and help get to the root of the problem. Cause the alcohol, the drugs, those are just symptoms of the problem, you know? Right.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense, you know, and that's a good point about the higher power. It's like the, the higher power isn't, um, it's not like a optional or whatever. Like whatever you serve daily is your higher power, you know? Yeah. Um, and it should, your life would be the most fulfilling if you served whatever your version of God was, you know? Mm-hmm. And if God is like someone's wife, if, if to say, yeah. because that, it, that means that maybe you're going to have generations. And then it's like your family and your legacy or your health, like... um or your creative passions or your mm-hmm. fitness or community building or whatever, you know, it it is yeah. a good, it's a good point. Cause I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm just going to, what am I going to do? Go sit at the bar with my friends and not drink. It's like, no, you're probably not going to go sit at the bar. You're going to write a fucking book or, or write yeah. or buy a bicycle or something. I mean, I, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Any number of things, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been, and another thing too is like, man, I, I'd never imagined like, man, when I got, when I got, so I, I mean, you know this, but, like, my my whole journey led me to prison, right? I had to go to freaking... I got clean in prison because, like, I mm-hmm. stopped stealing shit when I was high on meth, on right? And, like, uh, so they sent me to the big house. And and uh, when I got out, I was like, man, I have no hope. There's no hope for anything in the future. Like, I'll be lucky mm-hmm. to get a job at a fast food restaurant or something, maybe, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'll do that the rest of my life. And, you know, I always say, like, never underestimate, like, an addict in recovery because they... Mm. It's like, like, once you channel a lot of that energy that you put in towards sustaining that lifestyle towards something positive, then it's like, you become pretty, pretty, I mean, the world just kind of opens up to you in in pretty surprising ways. Like just amazing. You know, I think it's just that one element, just eliminating that shit out of your life. Mm -hmm. Doors just begin to open up. It's crazy.
0: I mean, that makes sense because it, it takes, you know, there's a lot of potential behind that addiction, you know, and there's uh like you said, a lot of healing. And so you like invert it basically and you yeah. send it towards the light instead of the darkness. Yeah. Um, and then uh, like, how could you not succeed, you know, especially coming from a place of pure gratitude because every yeah. day is just like a great day, yeah. uh, because you're not all in a horrible place. Yeah. Um, I am mean, oversimplifying, but you get it. So that, that brings me to, uh, Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, because you've done, um, f- from what I know, you have done a great job at taking major steps towards um, unslaving yourself from mm. a W-2 yeah. or an employer, you know? Yeah. Um, and that is really cool. That's where I'm at. And I, I don't mm-hmm. have, or that's the step that I'm like trying to, to, t- totally to walk down. It. And I don't, I mean, I have a lot of, uh, I think I have a lot of skills entry levels yeah. average above average skills certain things but i just am not i don't know if like what the fuck my problem is um yeah. sometimes i feel like it's a confidence thing or i put myself out there or like you know i use the word imposter syndrome now but maybe that's mm. just corporate speak buried in Dude, my head or something. I, I
1: feel imposter syndrome all the time it's like what the yeah. hell is going on here yeah yeah and so um what
0: i mean i don't know if you want to share a little bit about yeah That, but, or, and what would you tell someone like me who's like ready to go out and get after it?
1: Yeah, I'd love to, man. So, uh, basically, from what I learned, and this is just one of the teeny little things that I took away from autonomy without spilling all the beans, but it's basically all about uh, creating an offer and bringing it to market.
0: That's Mm -hmm. it.
1: So, you figure out what your offer is like, what are your skills? What are you Mm -hmm. good at? What is it that you see yourself doing? How could you benefit others? And that's the whole thing is like, how can you be of service to other people? Like, you know sales in the real sense isn't about like cold calling people and high pressuring and being a scumbag or any of that it's basically you see people that have a need mm-hmm. and you have a way to fulfill that need and you just make them the offer hey I'd like to help you with this problem or I have a way to mm-hmm. fix that problem so you know with your tech background or your coaching background you know it'd be somewhere along the lines of like creating your own website like yeah. com. you know what I mean like just make a website URL build build it out to that that shows what your offer is mm-hmm. and then you just have to bring your offer to market you have to show it to people bring it in front of people and uh so for me like i i mean i, I i'll just tell you my story again i'm sure you heard me talk about it on the That's show okay. or yeah, somewhere, let's, let's but it. like basically you know i was working as a drug and alcohol counselor out in oregon and it uh that job went away because i was like kind of a very vocal in the workplace about not wanting to take the shot or wear a mask or anything like that. And so they ended up figuring out a chicken shit way to fire me. But, uh, anyway, so I came out here to Tennessee after I was just done with Oregon, I'm out of here, got here with the intention of going, going back into the field of, you know, doing drug and alcohol counseling. And uh, while I was like applying for jobs, I just made a simple Facebook post that said, Hey, I've got a truck and some tools I'm available. If anybody wants any help. And I posted it in several, like, and it was just on my personal page. And I made that post in, like, uh, some, like, local middle Tennessee gardening groups and some like contractor groups mm, mm-hmm. and so I identified several groups that were kind of like in the that's niche a good idea. you know so like like whatever your niche is look for other yeah. existing groups that are in your niche on yeah Facebook. that's
0: a good point not just like
1: Nashville yep. anyone yeah. in Nashville yeah yep yep like well I did put it in like all the buy sell trade groups and you have to kind of finagle like you can't offer services on Facebook marketplace yep. so you have I've to kind of word it out. yeah mm-hmm. you have to word it in such a way mm-hmm. but what you can do what I found this is a good little hack dude so what you do is you you sign up for a bunch of groups that are like in your niche, mm-hmm. and then you make a, uh, a Facebook Marketplace post, and then it'll say, "Do you want to post it in these groups?" And you can mm-hmm. check all the groups that you want to post in, and then you hit post. And though even though it'll delete your Marketplace post, it'll still remain posted in all those groups. Brilliant, man! Yeah, I knew yeah, you'd yeah, have yeah, a yeah. way to do yeah, it. Yeah. That's so brilliant. Then, but now I was I was wary of that because I'm like wondering if they give me too many strikes for posting. Uh, stuff that goes against their guidelines, they're gonna get rid of my page. But uh, what what I found was that I did that for a little bit, and I started to get just t- well. So after that very first post, I got like dozens and dozens of people responding to me. Hey, I need help with this. I need help with that. I need help like putting in a mailbox or doing some doorknobs or can you hang a TV or do a ceiling fan? And half that stuff, I'm like, sure. And then I'm on YouTube. Like, how do you install a ceiling fan? You <laughs> know what I mean? It's like for sure, yeah. And so I figured it. Just started figuring out as I went. And before I knew it, I was like, wow. And then, dude, like, I was charging way more money than I was making as a. Counselor. Mm-hmm. And then I got like a good talking to from another local contractor. He's like, How much are you charging? He's like, No, 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 no. You need to raise your rates because you're undercutting all of us out here. He like lectured me about not charging mm. enough. And wow. So I'm like, okay. So I'm charging more money. That's like I'm That's making what's way more up, money man. than I ever would have done doing yeah. that. And I, so then I made a Facebook page. Like right? I started a business page. I named it Nashville Tasks. You guys can follow me, Nashville Tasks on Facebook. And uh, I haven't posted on there in a while because right now I'm at a point now where I'm kind of actually with all the other stuff i'm doing um i'm actually at a point where i can i'm just like kind of surfing off of the the contacts that i already have and i do have a job at this property management company that keeps me fairly it's like unlimited work whenever i want it they own some stuff and there's always like tons of work at all the properties so i just show up put in like four or five hours here and there and that you know fills the gap and paying the bills between all the other stuff and uh, the writing and the substack stuff but uh but yeah man so i kind of like the the way I've characterized it is that I accidentally started my own handyman business. I had no intention of doing that. Like I was not, I had no idea. And so I feel like I just kind of fell into that. But now I see that. And and, and I always was so frustrated because I I bet you feel the same way where it's like you look around and you see every single business, Every single business that you drive by was started by a person who just said, I'm gonna start a business I was right? literally dri- yeah. yesterday
0: we were driving around, I was like, This guy started a tobacco shop, this yeah. guy started a window business. I yeah. was saying that out loud yeah. yesterday. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And it's like how do I like bridge that gap? How do I be that person? How do I start mm-hmm. a business? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's that's how it is. You just figure out what your offer is and you bring it to market. Now a lot like it's probably harder to start a business nowadays than it was years ago or maybe it's not i don't know maybe it's not hard I mean, with all no, the government it's prob- subsidies and shit but it's like,
0: probably not i mean it's just as hard based on the, the mindset and the fucking blah 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 yeah. I, w- I just want to say it's it's just as if anything it's easier that way i don't yeah. make any excuses but, for myself but
1: but at the same time dude it's all online like there's no excuse to not do something online particularly with your skill set you're probably going to be online like mostly you know what i mean yeah like well the,
0: the truth is like i um well, th- anyway, thank you for that. That's really cool yeah. that those simple things that you, those tips were really uh, valuable, you know? Yeah. Um, I, uh, so when we came out here, Kath, we were working for the National Park Service. I quit. I, got, I tried to do sales, door-to-door sales, and I, mm-hmm. I crashed and burned so hard. Um, I was selling solar door-to-door, and the people that could mm-hmm. do it, they were making yeah. like $5,000 a week, a wow. week. And, wow. of course, it's like hella tax, but that was insane. And so that, that in, um, got me out there. Anyway, but then I didn't make shit. I couldn't I couldn't handle it. I had so much anxiety. Yeah, yeah. So then I found yeah. the job I have now that's remote and then when we moved out here, Catherine was like well, I was like, Well, I got the job. So she went out and she became the Roanoke Valley handy ma'am. All right? Yes, I remember and, that. Yes yes, 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 And uh that's what we had she had just started when we saw you at Float Fest last year. Yeah. And anyway, she uh she didn't like it. She did mm-hmm. it for like a year. I mean Catherine yeah. was putting drywall on ceilings, all right? She was Damn. busting her ass, and she would I do all kinds do of-
1: I say no to drywall work these days. I'm like, nope.
0: Yeah, she I'm was good. doing so much, and I would go help her. And, you know, one day we went, because I'm pretty handy with a chainsaw, and we have a little yeah. trailer. And so I think about your post. Instead of being like, I got a truck and a hammer, I'm like, I got yeah. a chainsaw and a trailer. And, Damn, of course, dude. those guys yeah. make hella. So one yeah. day, you know, we had a, a $1,000 day. Clearing yeah. some brush in someone's backyard. And I'm like totally. that's a good fucking day. I can yep. and um anyway, so she fell off and now she uh, has a job. But it's my turn to go out there and get it sure. so that when we start a family she can chill at the house because yeah. we have a million projects. For example, we sell microgreens at the farmers market. We're there nice. every Saturday, you know, three dollars yeah. an ounce. But mainly that's about being around the community, you know. And yeah. um being on the other side of the table at the farmers market is so amazing to see all the people growing food it's like all the fear porn that i get from some of my like truther channels or whatever from telegram it is just completely absolved at the farmer's market those people maybe they are on board maybe they're not it doesn't matter they have their piece of land whether it's in suburbia um so we have our ideas but i appreciate that uh that input because i you know ever since we went to the greater reset in morelia um, where I saw your thing in the Corey yeah, magazine. Crazy. Yeah, I uh, told Corey
1: about that. I'm like, bro, people in Morelia are texting me. That they I heard you. Ad. Actually,
0: I heard it on his show. Um, that's the power of advertising uh, right there. Yeah, that was the episode that – reason why I started my thing on Substack because it was like oh, wow. the path of least resistance, by I listened to his.
1: That's amazing, dude. And then, see, that's a great uh, thing with Substack. So let's talk afterwards because there's a lot of opportunity for cross-pollination okay. around there to get people over to your page. And, okay. Uh, the Substack's been a game-changer for me. Like, that's wow. like – that's what's been able. Yeah. That's the reason why I've been able to take a step back mm. from everything else was just because of Substack. And so, mm, cool. like I run the Substack for uh, Unjected, Ryan at T Lab, and then now just today, uh, as of last night, and the, the first work today, I, I am actually going to be helping run Miriam Hane's Substack. Wow. And so uh, she reached out to me wanting help with that. I'm like, let's do it. So we talked last night about what that would look like. And Dude. I've been spending today getting her set up and we're ready to rock and roll there too. Dude, so I'm congratulations. like, congratulations. Yeah, so that's like a business. Like, I, I mean, I'm at the point now because I, I, I figured it out. Like one of the way Richard Grove describes it is like, you know, once you come – it's like when you come up with a system – for doing something it's just called a widget like when you mm-hmm. come up with a successful business practice it's like mm-hmm. a widget and you just yeah. you just re- repeat that widget elsewhere so it's like i figured out like how substack works i figured out how to monetize it how to like uh promote it how to like get the word out and so now like people recognize that and i'm just taking this widget to other people other content creators and i'm like helping them build their brand and build their stuff and so it's like almost to the point now where it's like i almost can't do any more myself like i want to start reaching out to content creators that don't have substacks and be like hey Let's get you a Substack. It's like a profit share type situation. You know, here's my percentage and let's make it happen. You know what I mean? And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, so eventually I might come a point where I might need help doing that. So I might like, like you, you might be the first person to reach out to like, bro, we're we're starting a Substack business.
0: (laughs) Man, (laughs) dude, I'm, I'm all about it. And I'm all about that, that energy and that flow. You know, have you ever read the book, The Alchemist? No. Okay. Well, I know you're busy, but like, it's an easy read it's about this it's a famous book and it's about this kid who's a shepherd in Spain and he uh, I I won't spoil the whole book but he has a dream one night that there is treasure for him under the pyramids yeah and um he decides that he should go find the treasure and every step along the way he gets himself into a tight spot and he doesn't uh, give up he takes a step forward he follows the positive omens he has faith in himself and the universe and then every step becomes more rewarding than he could ever imagine. And it, it's a very... It's like one of the most famous books in the world. I think it's so fucking great. Wow. But he, the, the the point is that he's, he's in pursuit of his personal legend. Yeah. And he, he learns to speak the language of the universe by observing. Cool. And you can learn a lot from books. But you can also yeah. learn a lot from watching people. Or maybe you yeah. watch a camel walk across the desert for a month on a hike that you're on trying to go somewhere. And you... Because the universe speaks a language... And a lot of times, people are too busy being mind controlled or mm-hmm. drinking, um, and they don't, they can't learn the language of the universe. And if you don't learn the language of the universe, you can't fully reach your own personal legend because it, it's hand in hand. And so I hear your story, like, and I, I knew you when you still before you got fired in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yep. And now you're, you know, at, on the verge of creating us like helping people with substacks in a way where yeah. you might even not have to do that much work you're just using your voice yeah. and so that that flow you know is so incredible and so to be like you know I'm Scott you know I do handyman stuff that's an incredible thing that every single homeowner needs but that also it seems like it allowed you the flexibility to pursue more
1: of whatever your personal legend is becoming you know yeah. and yeah that's every... it, man that's the key right there and that's like what I yeah. talks about I was like like with you like finding what it is that you need to do to pay the bills that gives you full autonomy to pursue all your other stuff and
0: right now my my day job is really good at uh yeah and providing me hell of yeah. flexibility even though it's yeah, not yeah. a full alignment but yeah yeah we um uh, yeah it's um that's got to get I,
1: that alignment piece so you're almost there you've got yeah, you've got the flexibility have, now you just need the alignment
0: piece, yeah so. and i have uh some ideas of what to do that i really have been thinking about for a long time ever since we were at the greater reset a light yeah. bulb went off yeah. and i've just been sleeping on it basically and so now with your uh some of these tools you gave me I'll update you in a couple of weeks hopefully Ooh. no excuses to move forward
1: um yeah that's so,
0: awesome okay so we have a uh, there's a couple I know we got like probably like 15 minutes
1: yeah you're good man like let's let's just do but, it but uh
0: I have another another category of life okay. I want to talk to you about okay um before I get into that do you know much about the tarot
1: Uh, I mean, very little. Okay. I don't know. So
0: my basic understanding is like the, the, the major arcana is like uh, Mm that represents the entire deck. And then there's the four suits, which are like what our regular deck of cards is based on. And each of those, uh, suits represents a different category of your life. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say it anyway for anybody who's listening, but my understanding humbly is that there's, uh, at the top, the top two suits, you have the swords and the cups And those are like in your heavenly realm, which is like you're when you're not just like scrambling to survive. You could start because the swords represents intellect and the cups represents emotion and the sword is steel and the cup holds water. And um, the whole metaphor of like your cup being empty and all this. And then the other two are the pentacles and the wands, sometimes called the rods. And the pentacles kind of represent more of your earthly force. Like if it's, a, it's in the ground. It's like your, your money in your house. And the wands represents more of like your, your human creativity aspect because a mm-hmm. wand can be burned. So it's like fire. So you have fire for the wands, earth for the pentacles, water, and then steel, basically. And it kind of represents the four categories of our life. And I learned about this years ago. And so I, uh, I try to think about where I'm at with different levels, because only like four legs of a table, your table can only get as tall as your shortest leg, you know, Mm. and uh, so you have Mm. to rise the categories, you know, and so something that I bring up, I bring all this up, because I think about the wands and the wands has to do, they say with your fire, which can be like your the, the part of your like romantic relationship with your like sexual side, but it also represents your creative side. And something that I see over and over is you guys are musicians or singers mm-hmm. or painters. Like you mm-hmm. obviously make a lot of music. And then even other guys, Mark Passio and like uh, bros and like, I mean, it's like I can't find someone who has a a, a bright spirit speaking the truth that isn't playing music or singing. Yeah,
1: can't, yeah, I've noticed that too. It's a big overlap.
0: Even if they're doing it kind of poorly. No, that's rude. I should say. Yeah, but to, to, it doesn't matter yeah. the, the, the level of of like it there people are doing it, you know, yeah. and you're, and you, uh, I mean, you're, you're making good music and you have been, you know? Um, and so I consider that creative side, uh, also with your show, you know, cause it's in your voice and the creativity that it takes to connect with people. So we kind of talked about, um, you know, the grounded side of like sobriety and mm. the money thing, you know? Um, and so, what has it been like for you to advance your ability in creative expression? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. Wow. Well, uh, the musical thing has always been like kind of a big piece of my life, you know. And uh, I just started playing guitar in like high school, and during all those years, I was like out drinking and running around. I kind of got away from it, but uh, you know, just ever since you know I got clean in 2016, like it's uh, been a huge part of my life again. Um, I had the fortune to be in a band out in Oregon um, called Hot Piranha. You guys can check it out. They, they, they're they doing Hot some Piranha. good stuff. They just came out with a new album recently, which I'm not on. But the first album, No Way Home, that's me on the lead guitars there. It's a great album. I just still think that's some of the best music I've ever heard. I'm really, really proud of that one. But uh, awesome. that was a fun experience. Great uh, that was the first band, even though I was like, you know, I've been a pretty, you know, I feel like I'm I'm decent at the guitar, but I never was in a band before, and so that was my first band experience. So I got to learn what it's like going into like a recording studio, like the process of having like absolute discipline to like get together two nights a week and do the same song over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And what that does, like being like as a unit, like becoming tight and like understanding like what each other are gonna do and stuff, and just getting the songs really tight and just yeah, man. And so like that was a huge eye-opening experience for me, and so now, um, I've been, uh, just learning other aspects of music, and I do have a big surprise for people here in the next few months, uh, in the realm of music, but I'm not going to slow any beans yet, Sure, sure, but I'm very, very excited about it, it's something I've been working on very hard for a while now, and, uh, and yeah, man, and so everything yeah that that whole journey has kind of paralleled my whole life you know and it's like again now i'm at a point where um i i just feel like i had like i wouldn't be able to do that like in addition to all this other stuff i wouldn't be able to work on other like musical pursuits and stuff like that if i was like still out in the dark like running around Mm -hmm. and stuff so so i feel like i've grown musically creatively i feel like with the podcast there's so many different ways to be creative with that whether it's just mm-hmm. like making a funny thumbnail or just like you know yeah the just just the just dealing it or not dealing interacting and having awesome conversations with other amazing people like that there's a creativity to mm-hmm. that for sure um you know uh, a couple other things that I'm we're, we're kicking around is like my gal is a uh, She's a playwright. She's a professional playwright. She writes plays and uh, gets paid to do it, which is crazy. Damn. And, uh, like, like she writes little one-man plays or one-woman plays and stuff like that, and there's a lot of demand for that, apparently. And uh, she also is an improv performer, so she does a lot of, like, improv stuff. And so... We are. Uh, we already created a couple channels. We've cr- we got all the the the, the, the usernames user on all the social medias. and We're going to start doing our own little like comedy skits because I've got like literally. Like, 50, <laughs> oh, man. i got like fifty ideas. Oh, that's right hilarious, man. Yeah. Dude, dude, I'm sure you know. Like, that's with hilarious. You Ca- with you and Catherine, like, yeah. the synergy. Once you guys start talking, you're like, oh, that's such a great idea. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like genius ideas just emerge mm-hmm. out of nowhere that never would have. Uh, I've never would have come up with by myself, but it's like through the interaction. It's like, whoa, that's a great idea, right? Yeah, that's that so, wand energy, just yeah, burning yeah, the yeah. fire with someone yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so like I've got like fifty skits written down already. Oh my like, god, you know, we're gonna start busting these out. So that's gonna be hilarious, man. Yeah, dude, they're they're pretty funny too. Like that's I just came up awesome. with a hilarious one today. What was it? What was? it Oh, it was like a. Okay so I'll just like This one's kind of funny It's like uh, An anonymous Anonymous meeting Where it's like Anonymous Anonymous Where it's like Where it's like A bunch of people show up And they're all like Wearing disguises And it's like (laughs) they're like That's hilarious It's like Hi my name is Clover and like, that's not your name I know. <laughs> like, uh, that's funny <laughs> yeah. that's it's like shit like that. but a lot of it's like truth yeah. or related I'm like, anonymous yeah. anonymous
0: <laughs> yeah. oh
1: that's funny and the <laughs> yeah. truth are related yeah that, that man yeah. we need that we need yeah, that yeah. shit man yep yep so um, look watch out for that here in the next few months probably but anyway so wow but yeah dude things just the longer this journey goes like and I think too it, it always goes back to the alignment thing like being in alignment with like some of the principles that I have stood on and you, you, you know, you, you, you like, just because your job isn't in hundred percent alignment, like you guys live the life. You guys have made extremely drastic moves that are in alignment with your values. Like you guys mm-hmm. moved across the country. You're like homesteading. Like that's insane. That's mm-hmm. huge. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's bigger than what I've been able to pull off. And that's my dream right there. So, you know, like that's, that's, that's not something to be said for that, but it's like, that's an example And a lot of the stuff I've been able to do is an example of like once you stay firm in your principles, you stay true to yourself, Mm -hmm. and and you don't waver from that, and you're just courageous with it, and you don't care what other people say, and you just push forward, then it it bears fruit down the road. Like it's scary at first because Mm -hmm. there are consequences. Like at first, there are consequences. You lose jobs, people make fun of you, they hate Mm -hmm. you. Like it's just like, you know, the consequences are real in the beginning, but then down the road, all that bears fruit, you know? Yeah. You just got to endure.
0: It's true. It, that's such a, a good reminder, because I can get caught up in my local like realm. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I wrote an article and one of Catherine's closest friends just DM me and she was like, you're such a piece of shit. How dare you? And I, I was like trying to be like super laid back, but they were really far on the left. And so they could easily be like set off. And I was so offended. It like really just like tore me apart, you know, yeah. and so that but now that build me a better skin now. And I just know that more things like that are going to happen as we keep moving forward in alignment, but like you can't keep picking things up without setting something down, you know? And I just need to, uh, start meditating or something on having, being able to put those things down that I'm going to have to lose as I move forward, whether it's comfort, whether it's money at first or whether it's like relationships or, you know, alcohol. And I, I just got to get in the mindset that those things are actually positive things if they are coming from closer alignment, you know? Um, and, uh, and one of the things that I yeah. think I was talking to yesterday I had a guest, this incredible woman that I work with. She has a regenerative farm in, uh, in Illinois, and they are trying to feed their community in a place where there's only like McDonald's, and all the food, the monocropping, gets shipped out to across the country. So like she's in the wow. middle of like great farming middle America, and there's farms everywhere, but no one's eating that f- no one's mm. eating that food. Um, And so they're they're making corn for ethanol, she says, so that people can drive their car to McDonald's in that town. And then so she's trying to. But this woman, she also does energy readings, okay. And she's they're really they have this thriving farm, and she could talk about the soil all day. But then she does these energy healings where she'll like sit with you and talk to you in this like spiritual way that I wouldn't have had the courage or the insight to sit down with someone like this a few years ago. I would have been like, "What's this woo woo shit?" Um, But the other day I sat with her. And uh, online, and um, before, you know, and then she was my first real guest on my show, which is awesome. Uh, And um, But she was basically like, you know, we know that there's obesity. We know that Big Pharma is killing us. We know that our food is being uh, poisoned. But the true thing that is happening is there is an epidemic of shame. And what Mm. we really have is people are not proud of themselves. And she's like, Paul, I can see that you are not as proud of yourself as you should be because you see all the places that you should go and you Mm, can think mm -hmm. about all the mistakes you've made. And it's like, look at all the ways I'm not fulfilling my personal legend. What a fucking loser. Um, but you also like part of that tarot table example is we can only rise as high as our self love allows us to go, you know? And it's not that I just want to sit on the couch, smoke weed and be like, I'm so cool. Like, it's not like that's an overcorrection, you know? Um, so I've been thinking about that a lot this week because I think as men, that's something that I don't always talk about with men. Like, Anyway, so I want to ask you, how do you ever feel proud of yourself? Because for, for someone who's watching you, you've accomplished so much. So do you just put that away in a, in a box under your bed or do you ever like, get to,
1: to really feel like proud of yourself? Oh, man. Well, I mean, it really goes back to gratitude. Like, gratitude is the most important thing in all of this. Like, just being grateful, you know? And sometimes... I've had instances where I get all, like, in a particular mood about something, and then I'm like, yeah, but... And it's usually, like, something, like, related to... The podcast or something like that, you know what I mean? Like I get like a guest bails on me or something, you know, just some silly, stupid shit, and I get all like upset or whatever. And sure, not like raging upset, but I'm just like fucking that motherfucker, you know what I mean? Or just yeah, something doesn't out. something doesn't happen the way exactly the way I want it to, and I get all kind of cheesed off. But I always try to remind myself like, yeah, but you get to like like if the version of yourself like five years ago were to see mm-hmm. what you're doing now, like it would be unimaginable it's like I get to live yeah. like a, a dream it's so crazy and so and it's mm-hmm. just like you know I, so I try to revert back to a state of gratitude
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: I, I uh and I don't I don't try to like you know rest on my laurels that's a big thing we talk about in recovery where it's like we don't uh stay clean today on yesterday's recovery you know but at mm-hmm. the same time that also applies <laughs> to life it's like I can't I can't just, like, look at what I've done and then be like, oh, yeah, I'm such a badass. Like, no, you got to keep moving forward, keep pushing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But always, always, always in a state of gratitude. Like, gratitude mm-hmm. is the most important thing. And it actually is just such a great little trick to get yourself out of a state of, you know, you know depression or just looking down. Or, like, if you're going through a hard time, like, just take a moment to take stock and in inventory of what you do have to be grateful for. Because mm-hmm. there's so much there. Yeah. so much there like outside looking at you you know like i've always looked at like your guys relationship like what you and Catherine have like you guys are awesome like some of my favorite people in the world and uh thanks and and like, like i always looked at like what you guys had and i was like man i wish i wish i could have that like with hmm. with, a, with, with somebody like i have that type of relationship marriage yeah. you know what i mean and 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 so like with the homesteading thing it's like you guys have like what i want you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's so it's like you know you can you always just revert to a state of gratitude hmm. because you're yeah. the things that we take for granted are a lot of times, sometimes things that other people would like kill for, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's, it's, it's so true. Yeah.
0: It's so true. Um, that's a great reminder. That's a great yeah. reminder. Uh, yeah
1: yeah,
0: well, well, shit, Scott, thank you so yeah. much. Um, we could call it here in a second unless you got any last thoughts or words.
1: Uh, well, one of the things I was going to say is that uh, I think we talked about this before, but I'd love to put this conversation out on my channel because this was great. And, dude, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that a lot of people would like to hear this. And, and I think anybody that's listening should go follow and support Paul's work, right? Go check what out he's do- Check out what he's doing over on Substack. So what's your Substack, dude?
0: It's uh, rewritingourfuture.substack.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yep, that's it. You know, recently I did this. I wrote a book.
1: You wrote a book, too. What are you? You're crazy. You're I, out uh, of control. What are you doing background? over here?
0: <laughs> and it's pretty uh. big because um, I spent a long time writing. But you know what's funny is I uh. wrote. See, you're na- killing
1: me. You're killing me. You're
0: <laughs> over, You're <laughs> like. Uh. I wrote 90% of this before I learned that, the, that I was under a spell, uh, uh. you know. And so I had to. So it's not all like it's not all it's just funny like you know what it is this is me just being like totally an asshole because i I write a book about how to travel the world from like the average person's perspective who like um you like get your credit cards and you like stay in hostels and all this stuff and it i really was proud of the book and then i listen to people like uh derek and kenny and they don't even use money you know and it's just like fuck but um so I do have that book that's on Amazon. The link is in my... It is on
1: Amazon. I didn't know this. How do I not... It's actually out and available. When did you put this out? Yeah.
0: Well, I self-published it uh, like a week ago. It
1: took like um, three and a half I saw, years. I, dude, I saw you in my Telegram channel that you were mm. asking what the cover design was going to be. I didn't realize it was like out. How oh, dare yeah. you? <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> okay. it. Um, okay. We're promoting the shit out of this. Send me links. We're promoting the shit out of this thing. All right, cool. I'll
0: send you a link, all right. but... Uh, all right. Yeah, um... But yeah. Say,
1: other, other than that, like, where where can they find your podcast? Is that just on Substack? It's
0: on Substack, but it's now the it's on Odyssey now because I have videos. So okay. you can find me on Odyssey, uh, rewriting okay. our future at rewriting our future, and I'm on Spotify too. But for some reason, they're not all going over yet. But I'm there. Spotify, okay. Substack, okay.
1: and Odyssey. Uh, Apple's a big one too. Try to get on a uh, Apple. Mm, yeah. ITunes, okay. Like, That's like, the one. That, yeah. We can talk after the show about like uh, the kind sure. of the, the the back infrastructure that you'll need for all that. But uh, yeah. But, yeah, dude, great job, man. And so, like, you're inspiring because you're the person, I, when I'm talking to you, you've probably heard me say it many times, like, if it's in your heart to start a podcast, just do it. Don't talk yourself out of it because there's uh, almost a billion podcasts out there right yeah. now. It's like we still need yours, you know. So, yeah. Well, here I am. Awesome, so thanks dude. for the support. Yes. Do it, man. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. All right,
0: Scott. I appreciate it, man.
1: Yeah, no problem. And anybody else is listening, I'm at libertylinks.io oh, yeah. forward slash rebunked. So that's links to all my shit.
0: Yeah, of course. And, uh... Yeah, we got it. We'll put all your links in the show notes for sure. Cool, cool.
1: You're the man, dude. All right, thanks, Scott. You too. Oh, yeah, brother. All right. Thanks.
0: Thanks. All right. And, all right. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. And if you would like to support the show, you can make a donation on PayPal. You can find me at Mr. Paul Bry, at M R P A U L B R I. Or feel free to pick up a copy of my book. Uh, recently on Amazon called International Backpacking and Domestic Travel. What I Learned While Traveling the World, a comprehensive how-to guidebook. You'll find that link below in the show notes. Take care. Thanks again and grow food, not fear.